It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ireland. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. It was a bit of an unpredictable wildcard weekend. We had some surprising results here, some big offensive performances, which is good for fantasy football in the playoff edition, as well as DFS for those individual contests, those slates over one day of the playoffs or individual games, whatever you looked at here, good scoring had returned here for the playoffs, which is great for fantasy football, more impact players, more numbers being put up. So it was an exciting weekend for sure. We only had two games that were decided by more than one possession. They were actually the first and the last game as the 49ers handled the Seahawks and the Buccaneers went kind of downhill against the Cowboys and the Cowboys dominated that game as we saw to close the wildcard playoffs in the NFC on Monday night. So we'll have reactions from all six games. We'll go in order here. The takeaways from both sides of the games, the most important ones there for the losing teams and the winning teams uh, as they move on to the divisional playoffs and the rest of the teams, half of them go home and think about what could have been in the 2023 offseason. So we'll have that in detail for you on today's show before we can uh, flip the script and go into the divisional playoffs. And we'll go deep into those four matchups as we go along as well this week. Today's episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to six players that score more or less than their Price Picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PricePicks.com, promo code Locked On. 
All right, it was a pretty good week for our prize picks fix of the week. A few clunkers there, but for the most part, it looked really good for some of the things we were expecting here. Let's start with the two games on Saturday on Locked on Fantasy Football. 43-21 was the final for the 49ers. They pulled away. It was close in the first half. The Seahawks were rather competitive, but the 49ers just turned it on, went in overdrive. A big part of that was Debo Samuel. He caught a 74-yard touchdown pass, a short uh, reception from Brock Purdy. He went the distance down the sideline. It was a beautiful play design, and Debo had nothing but green grass in front of him there on the sideline after he made a couple moves. So I love Debo being fully healthy. He's back turning on the Jets. No concern about the knee or ankle or anything like that. He looked fantastic against the Seahawks, and he was the usual Debo weapon here. So 6-133-1 for Debo, including that 74-yard touchdown, providing more than half of those yards, so still making the big impact. But how about going after his uh, rushing total projection there on price picks? He just needed a little bit, 12 and a half yards to go more, and then he hit it very easily here. A couple runs early, three rushes for 32 yards. So Debo Samuel gets back to being Debo Samuel. We really liked him there in this matchup, and it was a little quieter for George Kittle. They tried to take him away in the middle of the field and work on their weakness, the Seahawks did. So it was quiet for George Kittle. Brandon Ayuk had a modest game, but Debo blows up along with Christian McCaffrey. So McCaffrey just went nuts in the second half. Elijah Mitchell also runs pretty well in this one. So not uh, surprising. But again, when one player goes off like that, really two, when you factor in Samuel and McCaffrey, it's going to limit what Ayuk and Kittle can do in the game. There's just not enough yardage to put up. I mean, sometimes there is, but... Someone's going to be sacrificed there, so it's hard to identify necessarily where they're going to go, but you figure with a healthy Debo not getting a chance in that first Seahawks matchup at home to really d dominate them. So when you look at that, uh, he gets the opportunity back in San Francisco and it does his uh, big damage. So Debo going to be a big factor going forward in the playoffs as the 49ers face the Cowboys in the divisional playoffs who won on Monday night. The Seahawks will think about their long offseason, but one thing it looks for certain is Geno Smith is going to be back as a starting quarterback. And part of the indication is uh, that the players like him and the receivers are connecting well with him. How about the game by DK Metcalf here? He kept Seattle in the game, had the long touchdown that gave them a brief lead in the first half, but 10 catches, 135 yards, 13 targets, dominated targets. So Tyler Lockett was contained here. We liked Lockett a little bit more than DK because of price, but DK comes through here, uh, and uh, that's big because we weren't sure if that connection was going to keep going with, without uh, Russell Wilson, but I feel like Metcalf has actually gotten better with Geno. Geno puts a better ball on him in different situations. I think he involves him on more than just a deep shots and red zone shots, so I think Metcalf has become a more complete receiver. One of the most underrated performances here as a wide receiver in fantasy this season. He's pretty consistent here all the way through the end, so Geno Smith facilitating the playmakers was a big reason the Seahawks liked him in their offense with Shane Waldron, so I think that Metcalf numbers there are going to really bode well for Geno's future. Here's a free agent, but all expectations he's going to sign here and not go away. He's just too reasonable and cheap versus uh, forcing the hand on a quarterback that they may not be able to get here as they need more defensive help, and they got two first-rounders to do that in 2023. All right, let's go to the Saturday night game. What a crazy game. The Chargers blow a 27-0 lead here. 
Chargers, uh, the third biggest blown lead in NFL history. Some questions about Brandon Staley and that defense. Joe Lombardi and the offense didn't move things here. Let's look at the winning team. However, the Jaguars really did well by involving all their weapons to help Trevor Lawrence out of a slump. He had those four first half interceptions. He comes back with four touchdown passes to lead the Jaguars to victory. So, he was throwing into tight windows, and they got some picks, especially Asante Samuel Jr., but he kept being aggressive. His receivers just came through a little bit better. But how about the distribution of the ball here? Pretty well for the Jaguars. They also didn't give up on the run with Travis Etienne, so he breaks through for a 109-yard game, also gets involved enough there were touches in the passing game, so a little bit more Etienne in the passing game the past few weeks here, which was good for him, but complete performance, 121 yards from scrimmage. Didn't get a touchdown, but a nice game for Etienne overall. So they stuck with the run, get, got him the ball here. And how about all their newcomers here? Evan Ingram really got in the groove in the second half. He leads the team in receiving here, seven catches, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Christian Kirk, eight for 78, one. Zay Jones, eight for 74, and one. Marvin Jones even scored. So what a distribution here by Trevor Lawrence. Make sure Ingram, Kirk, and the two Joneses scoring the game. So I love the way Doug Peterson, Press Taylor, are scheming up this offense, getting them involved. So apparently you can feed all the mouths here and be successful, unlike the 49ers. And 49ers, I think, are just so dominant with the running game. But the problem with the 49ers in relation to the Jaguars is their defense is very good. The Jaguars' defense is not and can be pretty leaky. So that's going to lead to higher volume and more plays. And they have a lot of tempo as well, the Jaguars. So that uh, helps. And the tempo really got them back in the game against the Chargers. And that defense, once uh, Lawrence started throwing interceptions there. So big performance from Lawrence, but big way to look at this offense the way it's evolved and really using the weapons well so that's how you work free agency as an offensive team Etienne essentially had a rookie season so he was a newcomer but Ingram Kirk and Zay Jones have been uh, outstanding pickups all season long and that's why the Jaguars are in this position playing the Chiefs in the divisional playoffs the Chargers won't be playing the Chiefs and uh, unfortunately Mike Williams wasn't able to play that was a big loss they couldn't get anyone going DeAndre Carter also hurt himself during the game so they were down two key targets in this one for much of the game as they were trying to hold their lead against the Jaguars and then come back did not happen here so you had a big game from Gerald Everett he uh, had a first season to remember in Los Angeles kind of like Evan Ingram here so similar trajectories here with their value I think Ingram was more second half and big play base while Everett was peppered in there along the way but six catches 109 yards and a touchdown for Everett on a target so we'll see if they change coaching staffs, if they keep them around here with Joe Lombardi and Brandon Staley, but you figure Gerald Everett's going to be a key part of this offense when they go forward. And then they have Josh Palmer, and then they'll have Jalen Guyton back, but Everett definitely had a good year working as a key tight end in this offense for Justin Herbert. I don't think this offense is going to be as compressed next year as uh, I would expect Jimmy Saylor, their uh, tackle from uh, Georgia to... Uh, go on the other side and you have uh, Rashawn Slater returning at left tackle that's going to help as well so the blocking should improve Zion Johnson should also be better in year two so you should open up the deep ball again but let's hope Mike Williams is healthy key now but I think they'd like a Palmer or Guyton or Carter someone to merge more consistently as that third target here 2023 for Herbert 
And the biggest disappointment there is Austin Eckler. We were excited about him in DFS. Somehow he gets only 13 touches in the game. Doesn't make any sense. They didn't want to run the ball when they had the lead, and it finally cost them. So you got to feed Eckler, one of your best players, and the Chargers failed to do that. So Eckler was a clunker. We just didn't see that coming. He was having such a big year. They just didn't get him involved there enough beyond the touchdown. So he still scored twice. That's Eckler. He still comes through here, but the yardage-wise game. He, I thought he could have had a much bigger game, and that did not come to fruition against the Jaguars. All right, there's a look at uh, two of the games here of the six. So we'll get into the games on Sunday afternoon, then we'll focus on Sunday night and Monday night there to close the show. So give me the takeaways for the winning and losing teams here in the wild card round of the playoffs. So up next, we'll look at uh, the games between the Dolphins and Bills and the Giants and Vikings. Some interesting results there for sure. We told you at the top that this episode of Lock on Fantasy Football is brought to you by Price Picks, our daily fantasy sponsor here on the show. And it's easy to get on Price Picks. Again, we had a lot of fun playing Price Picks. We hit on most of our selections there from uh, our Friday show, our Price Picks Picks of the Week. And we'll have more for you in the divisional playoffs. So, Exciting stuff there. It's Daily Fantasy made easy. You're just making entries. Uh, you're not competing against other players. You're just looking for the player projections, and you just want to go more or less than the projections that are available there at Price Picks. It's very easy to play. You just get in. You just pick two to six players, and they score more or less than their Price Picks projection. You could win up to ten times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. Just you versus the projections available. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. That's not just the NFL, but we know NBA and NHL are going on right now. Don't forget about college hoops. A lot of uh, good stuff going on, golf and uh, other sports as well, that you can check out at pricepicks.com. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. You can expect safe and fast withdrawals from pricepicks.com, and it's currently operational in more than 30 states and Canada. It's easy to get in on Picks. Download the Picks app right now, wherever you get uh, your apps uh, there and I really uh, get ready to play. It's a lot of fun. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of $100 with the promo code locked on. You can do that within the app or at pricefix.com. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at checkout there for instant deposit match up to $100. Sign up now to play daily fantasy sports only at Prize picks. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Now, life doesn't come with a roadmap, and sometimes we can get lost, and uh, sometimes we need some help to get back on track, get into the right direction, and know where we're going in the best way possible. Therapists are trained to help you figure out that. They are kind of your GPS to get back on track. They can figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills to get your life there where it needs to be. That makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of a complex engine called you. And that's uh, your brain. You can unclog it and get going and go down the straight path. BetterHelp has connected more than 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere. 100% online for you. Really, I cannot stress the importance of having uh, therapy. I've had it uh, personally for a while now, and I've gone uh, at least once a month there to uh, get my experience, and uh, really, it uh, gets me unstuck. It gets me going where I want to. It empowers me. 
anything that I'm dealing with that is a little bit challenging, therapy has been there for me. And it can be there for you, too. And you can benefit well. And looking at uh, what you get from BetterHelp, it's going to get you on track the way you would like. Everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easy to get started. As the world's largest therapy service, they match millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. It's all the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck. Get back in the right direction with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp, help, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash locked on. All right, it's time to continue the show here at Locked On Fantasy Football. We'll do that in a moment. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast and get daily conversation with the biggest NFL stories plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games of the NFL key predictions every Friday. That was big this past Friday for the wild card round. We'll have them again for the divisional round. And Monday, and if you missed that show, check it out. Local Insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes as well. So good weekend of action, good breakdown. We'll have more preview coming later this week. Locked on NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's focus on the two Sunday afternoon games and the fantasy football takeaways there. How about the Bills? And uh, what I liked about the Bills, they spread the ball around here pretty well to uh, survive the Dolphins. 34-31 is the final here. And you look at Stephon Diggs, seven catches, 114. So he acted as the number one receiver for Josh Allen. But Gabe Davis this is what we're looking for. Gabe Davis, playoff Gabe Davis back. Six catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown here for Gabe Davis. So Davis looked good. This is, I thought, the role that he was going to have as the clear number two here. And hope that Isaiah McKenzie was inactive. That helped Khalil Shakir have a game. Three catches, 51 yards. He also had one play that could have gone to uh, boost that number close to 100 yards there. So Shakir figures out to be a key target here with Diggs, Davis. Shakir can work the slot. So I think he's going to be a big slot replacement there for McKenzie as they move on from there. Dawson Knox also scored again. He's been on a teeter with the touchdown. So he's been Mr. Red Zone for them of late, so Knox getting it done. How about Cole Beasley scoring? But Beasley is just kind of a fill-in as uh, McKenzie's missed time. But Kulishkir looks like the real deal here as their third receiver behind Diggs and Davis and to make them even more explosive in the 2023 regular season. But Josh Allen was dealing. He was actually contained in the running game. James Cook had a nice run early, but him and Devin Singletary were contained. So it was a high-volume passing game, which we wanted to see. The Bills suddenly got more aggressive throwing, and it led to better numbers overall. So there were a lot of games where Allen was taking over with his legs. The running game was working. They didn't need a lot more than Stephon Diggs. But now, without McKenzie, Davis and Knox uh, having their presence felt as well as Shakir. So good to see that here from the Bills as they move on to the expected matchup of the divisional playoffs, hosting the Bengals next week. Rough ending for Tyreek Hill. He had uh, 15 targets in the game from the rookie Skylar Thompson. They could have played Teddy Bridgewater, but he had the broken finger. He just couldn't go. Thompson hung in there, but just highly inaccurate. But still, Hill ends up with seven catches for 69 yards. So, had to compress the passing game a little bit, throw some shorter passes here. They also didn't have Raheem Mostert in the running game. And uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. and Salvin Ahmed were pretty much shut down. So, they had to go to Hill, but again, better things are coming for Hill. We saw Tua Tagovailoa in that connection. Tagovailoa is supposed to 
Returned as expected as a starting quarterback. Hopefully he's fully healthy to get Hill going again. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater also facilitated Hill, but two on Hill had a connection there, so let's hope it gets better. But 15 targets only come up for 769. Just a tough break there with a quarterback change to a seventh-round rookie, and that shouldn't happen again for the Dolphins next year. All right. That was a good uh, performance, mainly by the Bills receivers. Uh, not much to see with the Dolphins in that game, despite the score. They did get a defensive score in that game, so not much offense to speak of for Miami. There was a lot of offense for the New York Giants. They went into Minnesota. They lost up there in Week 16. They come back here and win this game, 31-24. The first game it came down to the wire, one possession game. What else is new for the Vikings, they went 11-0 in one-possession games. They were due to lose one of these games in a close atmosphere. If they didn't get the plays late down the stretch, they didn't get them. Well, the Giants delivered them. And what a performance by Daniel Jones. It's a big takeaway here. They gave Daniel Jones the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes treatment. Not a big surprise when you have Brian Dable, who worked with Allen in Buffalo, and Mike Kafka, who worked with Mahomes in Kansas City. But they unleashed him. It's kind of like the Colts game, where he just dominated as a dual threat to put the Giants in the playoffs. Now they win in the playoffs because of Daniel Jones. What a performance there. 301 and two touchdowns. To do 301 yards passing with that limited receiving core is something else. And 17 carries to lead the team for 78 yards rushing, also leading the team. So they made Saquon Barkley more of a dual threat. 14 touches for 109 yards and two TDs. Pretty simple. Only five carries for Saquon. He scored twice on the ground. He was involved quite a bit in the passing game as well. So pretty balanced use of Saquon from scrimmage. But Daniel Jones just took over. And how about Isaiah Hodgins? We liked him to shoot over that price picks projection for his uh, receiving total was in the 40s. He gets 105. So he clears it and then some. Nine targets for Isaiah Hodgins. He gets a key touchdown early. Six catches, 105 and a score. So Hodgins looks like a keeper here. Between Kenny Galladay, they moved Kadaris Tony. Galladay was disappointing. Sterling Shepard got hurt. Yeah, had Wandell Robinson on the shelf. So I think Hodges and Robinson are going to be key targets here. I think they could use one more target when you include Hodgins and Robinson and Daniel Bellinger. A lot of youth there in the receiving game there. But Jones is really connected well with Hodgins. Just missed on a connection with his old go-to guy, Darius Slayton, to put away the game late. But the Vikings couldn't come through. Because they threw a three-yard pass to T.J. Hawkinson on fourth and eight versus looking at Justin Jefferson. So Hawkinson came to Minnesota, and he... Got major use here ahead of Irv Smith Jr. 10 catches, 129 yards on 11 targets. So Hawkinson is clearly the number one receiver there, trusted uh, by Kirk Cousins from that position at tight end. So I'm not sure they're going to look too much to Johnny Munt and Irv Smith going forward with that performance from Hawkinson in the playoffs. They said that Justin Jefferson was not available on the play, but he was not available on the whole fourth quarter because they didn't target him. Most of his targets came in the first half. He ends up with... Nine targets, seven catches, 47 yards. I think that's kind of unacceptable from Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell. I talked about it. They just didn't get Jefferson involved enough. He was the biggest asset in the game. Most talented player on the field. Didn't get him going. And the reward was a loss to the Giants. You've got to target Jefferson with a game on the line late. That did not happen for Kirk Cousins. They turned it over on downs. The Giants ran out the clock with Daniel Jones actually losing some yards on his kneel downs, but big performance by Jones. Kirk Cousins was pretty good, but again, in the end, his uh, playoff uh, self was not as good as his regular season self, so especially not getting the ball to Jefferson enough. It's also disheartening where Adam Thielen, with only three catches at 50 yards to outproduce Jefferson with yardage, so 
Got to get Jefferson open a little bit more better. And O'Connell has to do it. Cousins has to throw to him even when covered. This guy can split double teams. He can catch balls with one hands. He, it, come on, just get Jefferson the ball. That was the biggest disappointment from Wildcard Weekend with any of our stud players this week. Most of the other studs saw the ball in key situations. The Vikings chose not to involve Jefferson much after the first drive of the game. Dalvin Cook, disappointing season. I know he finishes a solid RB1, and part of it was some scoring, but he just wasn't all that impressive. Overall, this uh, Vikings running game was not what we expected to be consistent here, even with better offensive line play. So 15 carries, 60 yards, just a meh performance from Dalvin Cook. So I don't know. I've dropped Dalvin Cook more into RB2. I think he's going to hit a wall a little bit with the volume. He didn't fit this power running scheme as well as he did the zone blocking scheme, so a little bit concerned going forward year for Dalvin Cook, that he won't have the same return on investment here. So, something to look at. But Jefferson Cook, your two best offensive players, get bottled up. That's usually going to mean a loss, and that's what happened for the Vikings. All right, we will get into the two night games, Sunday night and Monday night, to close the show here. The reactions from a fantasy football perspective from a wild card weekend here on the show. Before we do that, i got to tell you about an exciting new game. It's a good time to play playoff fantasy here, but there's a different way to get in on fantasy action there. I'm really geeked out by our new partner and sponsor of today's episode. It's the mobile game Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an FL GM and managing a football franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and the dream this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and head your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, training players, making draft picks, Navigating your franchise through free agency and draft and all the ups and downs of the season. All this in challenging, realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is a completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. It's really fun and you can get in with your friends here. Another way to trash talk and play fantasy football. So good stuff all around that you can look at here for a different way of playing. And we really like that here. So check it out. Ultimate GM is the game for you here. So it is uh, going to be a lot of fun. You can trash talk your friends and uh, really put your t- knowledge to the test of salary cap and building a team and see the season play out there for you. So check it out. It's easy to get in. Locked on fantasy football listeners can get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in the game store. That's locked on in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. That's Ultimate Football GM. Just download, go to ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today this is david harrison of the locked on commanders podcast and this episode is brought to you by discover looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human in customer service anytime sounds like a real game changer if you ask us make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, it is uh, time to close the show here on Locked On Fantasy Football on a Tuesday. So we'll do that for you and uh, break things down. And uh, we're so excited that uh, you joined us here and the show. So good stuff all around here for Locked On Fantasy Football. Let's get into the final two games. Uh, Not much to say here about the Bengals in Ravens game, the difference is a Sam Hubbard fumble return touchdown at the goal line. Tyler Huntley couldn't hold on to the ball. The ball falls out, and Hubbard takes up the distance the entire rest of the way, 98 yards. So 24-17, that's the difference here. So not a lot of offense. Joe Burrow gets a rushing touchdown, a passing off, 
touchdown here. Jamar Chase, 9 catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown on 12 targets. So they didn't get too crazy here. Threw the balls that were there. The Bengals' defense played well enough, so not a high volume from Burrow at all. I think that will change when they face the Bills and Josh Allen uh, in the divisional round, but pretty solid game from him. The takeaway from the Ravens, what a performance by J.K. Dobbins. 13 carries, 62 yards. Four catches, 31 yards, and a TD. So 17 touches for 93 yards in a key game for Dobbins. He looked fully healthy here. So Dobbins is going to have a lot of borderline RB1, RB2 appeal next year. We'll see if they keep Greg Roman in the offense. There's a lot of rumblings of that. They did to try to treat uh, Tyler Huntley like Lamar Jackson with nine rushes for 54 yards. But overall, we're looking at uh, this uh, situation there for the Ravens, uh, they tried to recreate the offense without Lamar. Lamar didn't want to risk further injury to the knee here, so he didn't play. So we'll see. Lamar Jackson, will they re-sign him? Is Greg Roman going to be back? But Dobbins definitely proved it should be a big part of this offense. We know that they also didn't have uh, Rashad Bateman and Devin Duvernay to help uh, Mark Andrews down the stretch. Demarcus Robinson did score a long touchdown in this one, but uh, there's a lot of things that the Ravens need to think about going forward. But Dobbins looks like a keeper. We had a good offensive line upgrade. They were Tyler Lindebaum. So they're definitely looking good as a running team. Now the question is, does Jackson incorporate himself back into that? Do they keep this run-heavy rushing attack style with Greg Roman? All kinds of things to watch out for with the Ravens in a long offseason. Finally, Monday Night Football. The Cowboys uh, poured it on here. The joke early was Brett Mar missing those extra points. He missed four consecutive attempts here, but that didn't matter in the end. This game could have been a lot worse. It would have ended up 35-14 uh, if he had made the rest of them. He still makes one late to get his confidence there. On the fifth touchdown produced by Dak Prescott, what a night for Dak. 305-4 and four just destroyed this Bucks secondary. They just couldn't... Figured out they didn't put pressure on him. Dak got rid of his interception streak, so that ended. He also had a great naked bootleg touchdown on a fourth down early to make it 12 nothing. Seven carries, 24 yards of touchdowns, so an element that we didn't see consistently in the regular season from Dak. He sh showed that as well. So Dak, what a performance. Five combined TDs for Dak to make sure the Cowboys didn't lose to the Buccaneers. And 31-14, and they just put this game away pretty early. They were up 18-0 in this one, as well as a 24-0. So it was uh, pretty much over then. They clawed back into it a little bit with the one touchdown, make it 24-6. But then the Cowboys answered again. So great performance by Dak. Great game plan for by Kellen Moore spreading the ball around here. Let's look at the numbers for the receivers. Uh, Dalton Schultz uh, may be back in the mix. They did have a big play from uh, Jake Ferguson down the sideline as well, but Dalton Schultz, it was presumed that he's not going to be there playing on the franchise tag, but a big performance from him in the playoffs might reconsider that. Eight targets, catches seven for 95 yards, and two pretty touchdowns there, where one was an ill-fated uh, throw that I thought could be intercepted by Dak. That was the second touchdown, but he caught it. The other one was Dak moving the Bucks defenders with his eyes and then throwing a laser downfield just outside the red zone, a 22-yard strike to Dalton Schultz. So, Amazing that uh, four of these touchdowns came in the red zone. One came two yards outside the red zone there to Schultz. And Schultz might be a keeper. If he plays this well in the playoffs and can be a factor against the 49ers in the divisional round, they might have to figure out a way to keep him for one year, more year, maybe double franchise tag him. I think he wants to explore things. They do have the options with Ferguson and uh, Peyton Hendershot, so we'll see what they do. But big performance here by Dalton Schultz in the playoffs. 
466 and one, good performance by C.D. Lamb to get a touchdown, make that 468 and one. You had Michael Gallup 545 and one, so he scores as well. So the primary targets for Dak all score: Dalton with two, Dalton Schultz, I should say, with two, Lamb and Gallup with one each. So these guys became his uh, tree of trusted receivers here. And how about the disparity between the running backs? 18 touches for 89 yards for Tony Pollard, 14 touches for 36 yards for Ezekiel Elliott. So we've seen this all season long. Elliott has been a touchdown-dependent player in the rushing attack. Pollard is their preferred choice in the passing game. We'll have to see. They have a scenario. I think if they can keep Tony Pollard, they'll do that. He is a unrestricted free agent. He could test the market. But one way to confirm they would keep Pollard is getting out of Elliott's contract, freeing up that money, and then paying Pollard with that and getting a complimentary back in the draft or somewhere else. So something to watch out, but for now, they'll need Pollard and Zeke against the 49ers in the divisional round. The Buccaneers offense, what we saw for most of the season, compressed, even with Ryan Jensen back at center. Donovan Smith was back healthy as well with Tristan Wirfs at the tackles. Just compressed, not really getting the job done here. So it ends with a thud with only 14 points here. Uh, a touchdown, then a later touchdown, two-point conversion. Chris Godwin, 10 catches, so big year for him. We know he went over the century mark interceptions. 10 catches again in this one, 13 targets, 85 yards. So not a lot of yardage there. Very compressed, short yardage type of passing game. Looking for just enough to move the sticks. Nothing of a field-stretching ability here with Mike Evans being bottled up by Trayvon Diggs. They had a shot for him in late garbage time to get him a touchdown, but only six catches for 74 yards with not much impact and 11 targets. Julio Jones, we'll see if they keep him. Great play by Julio to catch a 30-yard touchdown to kind of get the Buccaneers a little bit of life here late in the game, but 7 for 74 and 1. He's a free agent. Scary incident hover with Russell Gage. He stayed on the field for a long time after taking a hit, so they signed Gage as a priority guy behind Godwin Evans to give him number 3. He had some moments, but didn't stay healthy for most of the season with different issues, so let's hope he's okay with the neck here. Julio Jones also banged up for a lot of the year, made an impact here, so they could look, be in the market for number 3 receiver. In fact, the Sporting News in the mock draft, I have them taking Kayshawn Boot out of the LCU to really help and maybe woo Tom Brady back. That's going to be the biggest question here. Do the likes of Godwin and Evans, the rookie K. Dotton, who is pretty good in this game, 4 for 58 on 7 targets. Do they do enough to convince Tom Brady to stay or does he leave here? So a lot of things to look at here for sure with, involving the Buccaneers and their future. The biggest question, Tom Brady can get out of his contract, leave there, so there's no tag situation. He can go anywhere if he chooses not to sign with the Bucks, so we'll watch that. He's not retiring, we know that. The Raiders are looming out there, so it depends on the Raiders with their array of uh, weapons here with uh, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs. Do they appeal more to him at this stage with Max Crosby on that defense there than uh, the Buccaneers right now? So let's see how that plays out, but it's going to be an interesting offseason, and I don't think it's just those two teams. I think you'll see a lot of other teams involved for Brady including uh, the Titans with uh, Mike Vrabel, his old buddy there. The Dolphins are probably going to mix if they're worried about Tua Tagovailoa. Colts, all these teams are all going to be thinking about Tom Brady and has leverage there for the Buccaneers to get what he wants there. So we'll see what happens with Brady, but uh, definitely Dak dominated in uh, Brady. I wouldn't say he looked like he was going to be 46-year-old. A lot of it was doing with the Cowboys defense, but definitely something that we're concerned about with Brady going forward, uh, staying with the Bucks based on uh, the Bucks uh, coaching and not being very good in this game and maybe Brady realizing he has to go elsewhere to have that one more shot at a Super Bowl. 
And thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Lockdown NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations of the biggest NFL stories, including all the action and results of Wild Card Weekend. Lockdown NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, just like this show. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we'll check you out Wednesday as we start looking at the matchups for the divisional playoffs in fantasy football. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.